guys and girls, how you doing? I am doing another video. Surprise, surprise. Uh, you're probably completely sick of me by now. It's fine. Even if I'm talking to no one, I'm still going to keep going. Today I wanted to talk about a subject that, um, well basically, it's more about some messages that I've been getting from people, which, um, you know, the general question that I get asked so often is, um, basically I want to be playing with big artists, I want to be touring the world, blah 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 blah, which, totally cool, that was exactly my ambition when I was younger, I remember being six, no, younger than that, no, it was younger than that, maybe 14, um, and being obsessed with this one drum video, VHS, that I had, which was um, a drummer called Billy Ashbell, who used to play drums with NSYNC, and I wasn't like an NSYNC fan of anything, not by any stretch of the imagination, that wasn't really my vibe, but I was in such admiration for what he was doing, he was doing what I wanted to do, he was touring the world with a well-known pop band and I would just incessantly study this VHS and just be like, that is what I want to be doing, like 100% that is me. Um, and like I said, I think it was about 14, maybe 15 that I saw this video, so that was my goal. And I'm finding that a lot of people are kind of coming to me asking similar questions, you know, I want to be doing things similar to what you're doing. And obviously, you know, I put up on social media when I'm doing gigs and whatever else and tours and it's amazing and I consider myself incredibly lucky. But usually when I get these emails, um, I will reply and I will say, okay, well, um, this is, this is how I've done it. And this is how I've done it. I basically was I play with as many people as I can, like, all the time. I still do it, even though I'm my schedule is pretty mental at the moment. It's basically either touring or it's recording at the moment. But if I have a space where I can play with either different people or new people especially, I'm going to take that opportunity. And I'm not talking about other big artists. I'm talking about just any, any musician, any musician at all, because... I am a firm believer in the more people that you know, the more opportunities you get. Not only that, the more people that you play with, the more skills get, skill sets that you get. Because even if it might, you know, you A, you might end up meeting an incredible musician, which has happened to me so many times I can't even tell you. And talk about ignorance is bliss and just rocking up to the king going, oh, oh you're amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, I need to step up. But equally, you might get to a gig and realise that the musicians maybe just hadn't, don't have a lot of experience. Maybe they haven't played that many shows or whatever. But then that's a whole different challenge where it's like, okay, how can I make this sound as good as I possibly can? And how can I support that musician to make them feel as comfortable as I can uh, and as they can be? And I can help sort of like get them to a point in the same position that I would be in if they were better than me, that I'm trying to up my game, hopefully they're trying to up their game and everybody wins and everyone is progressing and it's all this happy family. <laughs> Which I always like, you know, it's all about just making positive situations of everything. But anyway, I'm getting these emails and, and people saying, oh, you know, what are you doing? And I say, okay, play with as many people as you can, play in as many situations as you can, get into covers bands, because to me, playing in covers bands 
was essentially the making of me. It's, you know, that's about studying some of the world's greatest songs at the moment, whether you like them or not, people like them, you have to understand why people like them, what gives them energy, what makes them exciting to people or emotional or whatever it is. Um, learning cover songs was like a massive lesson for me and it, and it taught me how to create energy live and stuff like that. But anyway, I'll come back to someone with this kind of answer and you know, this, this isn't just once, but quite a few times now I've had responses which go something along the lines of oh that's nice but I think I just want to be playing with big artists and known artists and named artists and I just had to do this video because it's fine because I, ex I was of exactly the same uh, mindset when I was younger but what I've realised is two things. First of all, I realised this a long time ago, that's just not how it works. You can't just go, I choose to do this one thing. And secondly, it's not necessary, it shouldn't be, well, for me, it became not about the big gig, uh, it became about the process of every gig that I played. I realised that that was where, where the enjoyment is and you can't control who you're playing with in terms of getting that big call. You can't just jump straight in and then expect to be this sort of high-flying... You know, occasionally it does happen. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. You know, there are exceptions. Sometimes people do just get into big gigs. Equally, you still haven't seen all the work that they've put behind you know, you seeing them getting a big gig. I, I was playing for 10 years with people that no one had ever heard about before anyone had even heard about me. And I'm not talking about general public people, I'm talking about people within the music industry who needed a drummer. Um, even then, I still had to prove myself. You know, it was a good 10 years before anything even happened. But the weird thing for me was, obviously, as if you've watched any videos before, I'm sure you're well aware, uh, I grew up with Cherise Say, another professional drummer, love her to bits, she's like a sister to me, she got a, what I perceived, what we perceived actually, to be a very big gig, a professional gig, when she was 17, basically, and that was a band called The Faders. So in my eyes, because of seeing her journey from, she was still in school, I just thought, well that's how it happens, you just get picked up from like school and that's it and if that doesn't happen then you must be a failure failure you must be rubbish and of course that's not true that's like beyond not true I can't even explain but that was my experience at the time and it wasn't until a few years later of sort of like grafting and just you know creating my own foundations of where I wanted to be um that I realized that actually that was a really unusual situation and Good on her for it. I mean, she really got thrown in the deep end in that situation. Um, and she stepped up and then she went on to work with Mika, uh, which then led to working with Paloma Faith uh, for Brian Ferry for a little bit. And now she's with Simple Minds. And her progression went from that. For me, it was slightly, I was a bit more of a slow burner, which is fine. At the time, it was quite difficult to deal with. And to be completely honest, like I say, I was in the same mindset. I was like, right, I only want to be playing with big artists. That was like my absolute. And this was when I was 17, because that's how she was when she left. So, well, then I must do that too, because that's clearly the way that it's done. Not true. First of all, everyone has their own journey. So whatever journey you're on, even if it's really rough at the moment, I can guarantee the rougher the journey at the beginning, the stronger you are later on. So 
it although it might be tough right now it's it's really good and if you can get through it and you can learn from it you'll be aces um so yeah and I, I sort of at 17 i was thinking the same i should be getting this one big gig i should be playing with the NSYNCs of the world like billy ashbell was um and any other way is a failure and i was having people around me saying well you know, I was playing in originals bands and with originals artists, uh, original artists that um, were sort of doing little bits like maybe the odd showcase here and there and whatever. But in my head, again, because of the way that Cherie started with Mika, she started out when he was like a nobody, like absolute nobody. And then um, that obviously rose to they were doing huge gigs within a couple of years. Um, and I felt the same way. I've, I found sort of some original artists that I thought, wow, they're really good. And, you know, I was just waiting for that same. But as I learned, not everyone has that journey. Not everyone, you know, ends up in that same place as much as you will them to. Because some of them, oh, my gosh, they worked so hard and they deserved it. And they're so lovely. But for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Um, and then I hit like 18 years old, um, the reality of not being in school anymore, of having to earn a living. I spoke to people about it, I spoke to my drum teacher, Mike Dolbert, I spoke to other drummers and uh, the sort of general consensus, I spoke to my parents as well, and the general consensus was, why don't you just get into covers bands? And at the time I was like, I can't do that, you know, I, I had seen many covers bands and I, I was really scared that if I chose to do that, I would only do that. I would only be known as a covers band drummer. And that's actually, I still feel like that. Not in terms of covers bands, just in anything. I don't like necessarily being boxed up too much. Um, although I'm, I'm kind of getting better with it now, but uh, I used to be really scared of being put into a, put into a box, like totally, because I, I just figured I'd miss out on opportunities. So I finally sort of succumbed to this idea of, okay, let me play covers aside from the fact that it means that I'll be earning a little bit of money um, at least I'll be playing regularly live which is always good and then I sort of started doing that and it turned out I absolutely loved it I I still love it I love a good covers gig they're amazing it's great you don't rehearse you just rock up you all know the songs so you just play you get to meet loads of people you get to play with lots of people you get to hang out with old friends make new friends you know you might be playing at weddings so that means that you're making the day of this couple that is like their most brilliant day of their life so far or whatever I or you're playing in a really dingy club with like 300 people that are going mental. So good. Well, what I realised was, you know, I, I did that for, well, I still do that, like I say, but I did that for a good sort of four years, three, four years before things started really moving for me and I was getting momentum. But actually, that was a big part of what made me, really. And what I realised was that I needed to enjoy the process of playing the drums, of learning songs, of playing gigs, regardless of what the gigs were. You know, who the artist was, if there was an artist, what the band was, what the venue was, how many people were in the audience, because they're all things that you can't really control. But if you can love what you're doing from inside first, then all the other stuff sort of comes in time and you'll get opportunities. And you know, I mean, some people will think I'm crazy. Some of the stuff that I've turned down, like big gigs, because I've, I'm already committed to doing gigs with other bands that aren't that well known. But I don't care because I care about, A, two things. Okay, two things. First of all, 
I care about being reliable. So if I've said yes to something, I'm going to do it. Unless it's like super exceptional, exceptional circumstances, I'm doing the gig that I say that I'm going to do. That's that. Um, and the second thing is, I just, I don't care who I'm playing with. I care about the experience of that. I care about the physicality of playing, the people on stage. Like, as long as I'm having fun, if I'm growing and if I'm just just playing, you know, just doing what I do and loving it, I'm going to do that. So I think it's really sort of unrealistic. I mean, like I say, there are exceptions to this, but I think it's very unrealistic to, um, A, to cut off opportunities, because if you're saying, I, I should only be playing with uh, big artists, you're cutting off so much opportunity. You're putting on blinkers that just... You don't know where that covers gig with that one person might lead. But because you can't see that path, you go, well, that's not for me. Wrong. I've done covers gigs with band members that play with some of the world's greatest musicians. And consequently, I've met those people and then I've ended up doing gigs with them. So you just don't know how these things work out. So there's that, there's losing the opportunities that you don't see because they're right, they're not so obviously right in front of you because it's not how life works. And also you're completely cutting off your the foundation of your skills and what you can deal with. And you know, it's one thing to be playing on a big gig, but it's still a gig. And inevitably, at some point, something will probably go wrong and you need enough experience and have need to have played enough gigs maybe in rubbish pubs where you can't hear yourself or you know I don't know or you're playing okay you, you're doing a gig in a pub to three people and then you're on the big stage and you're supporting a band and therefore there's also only three people in the audience you didn't anticipate that but if you've already done that before many times which I've done many times you know how to deal with it you know that okay there's only three people in the audience well first off those three people are going to get the most awesome show that we can possibly give them. And even if they're there and not even interested, okay, well, we need to bring energy on the stage. Let's have fun on stage. Like, let's just do this for us. But again, it comes down to the process. It's the process of playing. All those outside factors, will they will change a situation. But if you know in yourself, right, I just love this because I love it for what it is playing drums, playing music, that's it. Playing with other people on stage. That's what I love and that's what I want to be doing. And that can be on a stage in front of 20,000 people, that can be on a stage, or not even on a stage, in a corner of a pub to 20 people and three of those are bar staff. <laughs> um, I mean, like I say, I still do this. Like I was, My mum always says this story. So I used to play with an artist called Emilia Matiku beautiful woman beautiful voice great songs and she's kind of like a jazz artist kind of thing like jazz pop i'd say not not um like traditional jazz or you know any of that but jazz pop amazing we played the royal albert hall supporting alfie bow uh, back in 2013 i want to say um and then the next day I went and played in a pub, playing for a grunge festival thing uh, in a tiny pub in Enfield in North London. And I swear to you, and I'm not just saying this, I enjoyed the Royal Albert Hall gig 
just as much as the dingy pub in Enfield. And I'm not, I swear to you on my life, I'm not just saying that. I just love it. I just loved, like, for such different reasons, but I just, you know, the beauty of playing the Royal Albert Hall is stunning. And, you know, it's a wonderful, very privileged situation to be in. And, but playing in that pub, just the grit and the rawness and the kind of, you can't hide in those situations. It's just like, this is real. This is like emotion. This is energy. So I just think that, you know, if you're really serious about wanting to do touring with big artists or, big artists or bands or whatever, you've got to do all the other stuff as well because it's not about what you're seen to be doing. It's about your actual education, your actual foundations, your actual experience. Because those gigs, if they come along, when they come along, if you don't have that experience behind you, you're not ready. And I'm, it's annoying, but I kind of, I never really believed this before, but I'm starting to in the last few years. I don't think that opportunities truly come along for you until you're ready, or at least sort of on the edge of capable that you can just push that little bit further and then you're doing it, you know? I've never, apart from once, which I've spoken about on another video, that whole recording thing, I don't think I've ever once gone into a situation that although it stretched me and it really like pushed me or whatever, I've always had the capability to do it, to get that extra push to just make it happen. I've never been in a situation where it's so far out from my reach that it was just never going to happen. Um, and I don't believe that opportunities present themselves until you're in that headspace. And, 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 you know, I'm big into the whole energy thing, karmic energy, whatever. Um, yeah, and I think whatever you put out there, just if you're cutting yourself off from opportunities, opportunities won't present themselves, basically. That's kind of the top and bottom of it. So, like I say, if you're really serious about it, get out there, play with as many people as you can. Don't get on your high horse. Don't be, I'm too good for that. You're not. No one is. You want experience? Get experience. If you want big gigs, you need to have that experience. People aren't just going to shove you on a big stage if you haven't, you know, gone through a lot of testing situations. And that's not just gig-wise. That might be, like, personally as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that because, as I said, it's kind of... It's not even that I've had just one message about this thing, this topic. I've had quite a few now. And I don't think it's because people are being uh, um, arrogant. I think it's literally just a lack of understanding of um, how I've got to this place, how people get to this place. I think that they do because they just see the Instagram, the big gig, from practicing in their studio to the big gig. They think that that's there's nothing in between and and what I, I I want to do is like I say unveil that a bit and just go actually there's all this other stuff that goes on that you maybe are not seeing it's not very glamorous oh believe me it's not very glamorous but it's essential it's literally essential so um I hope I hope this kind of has given you a little bit of insight into what you need to do if you want to be getting there like I say play with everyone play everywhere, play to no one, and enjoy it. That's the thing, enjoy the process. Uh, it shouldn't be about 
the big gig can be a goal it shouldn't be the goal it should be like a marker maybe or you know because like i say i enjoy the tiny pub gigs with people that you've probably never heard of just as much as the big festivals in front of however many people so anyway i'm gonna stop now but hope you're having a good day um and come join me on one of my facebook live q a sessions come and ask me questions live um and uh yeah i will see you again next week for another one of these i'll speak to you guys soon all right see you later bye bye